0: Hello footizens welcome to another new episode of Fcast I want to thank all those who had followed us in our previous episodes once again I am Mayuk and with me I've got Orko So today we are going to do this podcast as per the discussion with some of our fellow footizens who had followed us in our previous episodes This is basically the second part of our last episode blended like bengal So the last time we had discussed about some of the great names of the World Cup who had inspired generations of fan bases in Bengal and have left an unparalleled legacy to follow. So, today's topic is basically some of the most iconic goal line actions inside and near the 18 yard box involving both goals and misses. We all know goal scored is not only the most important statistic in football, it is also the only decisive factor and has a strong correlation to the ecstasy and agony associated with a beautiful game. So though the tactics, positions, on-targets, off-targets, off-sides and other factors are important points of discussion, yet it's the goals which stand out as the most vivid memories in the minds of the fans. So we will now be discussing some of the most intriguing hits and misses in the history of the game that are still a point of discussion for fans in Bengal. Orko, it's over to you now, buddy.
1: Yeah, thanks Mayuk and uh, hello, footizens We are back again, this time we will discuss about 5 goals and misses as Mayuk mentioned and I'll just start off with the first goal. It was a kid in his early 18s running through the heart of Argentine defence which included the likes of Roberto Ayala and rounding the goalkeeper to finish it in style. This was Michael Owen, a Liverpool prodigy who later went on to play for the Galacticos as an understudy to the great Ronaldo and then came back to the Liverpool's arch-rivals Manchester United, scoring a stunning goal in the stoppage time to earn a victory over Manchester City in a derby. At Old Trafford, that's a f- f- um, uh, I mean, that's a goal you should be framing on the wall if you are a Manchester United supporter. And this guy shook the world with such a goal. England eventually lost out to Argentina on penalties after drawing the match 2-2, but the 2-1 lead that Michael Owen gave was a wonder moment of football was a modern moment of the world cup and rightly it has been voted as the third best goal scored by an englishman ever till date interestingly michael owen also happens to be one of those players who has a very well decorated trophy cabinet at his house i mean he has won honors which many greats would have been jealous of like he won the ballon d'or most noticeably that's the best player award given to an footballing individual Uh, and uh, that award he won it in 2001 for his performance in the red jersey of liverpool and he also won the best young player award in the 2000 uh, in the 98 world cup and uh, he also happens to be the youngest ever uh, Premier League Golden Boot winners on uh, two occasions. I probably assume it's 97 and 98 and he is still the only under 20 player to have achieved the fit of uh, scoring the highest number of goals to earn the Golden Boot for the Premier League. Beckham now to Owen and here's another Owen run, he's going to worry them again, it's a great run by Michael Owen and he might finish it off, oh it's a wonderful goal!
0: what an amazing moment in Michael Owen's young career, a
1: fantastic run that frightened the Argentinians and a most unerring finish beyond Rohr to make it 2-1 England, a terrific moment. The next goal that we would talk about is about the smiling assassin, the man who always smiled on the football field, the man who enjoyed and loved the game of football. It is about Ronaldinho Gaucho. The stage was set, it was the quarterfinals of the 2002 World Cup, it was the clash of the Titans England versus Brazil, the mighty England defense. Versus the Brazilian Samba. It, it is a very close to my heart memory. It was a school day, it was a weekday, and it was the quarterfinals of the 2002 World Cup. Now, as the 2002 World Cup was the first World Cup to be held in Asia, South Korea and Japan co hosted it the timings were very different it was our school time and there was strict instruction from the school authority that no one should be absent and there was a test on the day of the game so everyone had to be present and to our welcome surprise after the test was done in the second period i guess it was announced that those who wanted to see the match could come down to the assembly as our school had organized for a live telecast of the game The people were stunned they were amused and they went crazy we came down to the assembly hall there was around 400 people I mean 400 school students who had gathered there and there was this one television box those box television back in our days and we could see the live pre-match program we were excited now Brazil had this insane fan following back then with the stars of the game and I remember probably a handful of people were supporting England and I was one of them because I didn't want Brazil to win for some reason and when England took the lead through Owen, it was early in the first half. We went crazy. About twenty to twenty five people celebrating the England goal. And then suddenly the match was turned on his head by this one man, Ronaldinho Caucho. It was a free kick on the outside the penalty area. It was a long Free kick it was a thirty five yards out free kick that Brazil had won, and everyone assumed that he would be probably crossing the ball into the penalty box, though there were England defenders were pretty sure that they they could head the ball clear since they had a definite height advantage over the Brazilians but then. He did something that no one would have expected, not even the opposition goalkeeper. He floated the ball. It was a cross or a direct shot on goal. That still remains a mystery. The ball ended up in the back of the net, the top right corner of David Seaman's goal. The goalkeeper didn't stand a chance. Later on, the England players always complain that it was a fluke that defeated them in the quarterfinals of the World Cup. But Ronaldinho always maintained his stance. To him, it was Kafu who came to him just before the free kick and asked him to take a shot at goal because if anyone could, it was him on the pitch and he did. Till this day, Ronaldinho smiles about it. Va a pegarle Ronaldinho Gaucho.
0: Ya lo hace. Pierna derecha, directo al arco. ¡Golazo! ¡Golazo! So this story actually ranges back in the year 2006, the stage was set in Germany, or I would rather say Reunified Germany, yes, it was the first major sporting event in the history of Reunified Germany, as the world was following them very closely. It was 16 years since West Germany had emerged victorious in Italy, 1990 after which the reunification of East and West Germany closely followed. They were pipped out in the last World Cup Finals in Japan and Korea in 2002 and had a terrible Euro outing in 2004. They also didn't play much of international football as they had auto-qualified as host nations. They were managed by a legend, Jürgen Klinsmann, and was led by Michael Ballack, who was also the star in the previous World Cup. So there was a huge uproar in Germany as thousands of supporters expressed their serious reservations against a comparatively young side led by uh, selected by Klinsmann. He was criticised for the goalkeeper selection as he chose to go with Jens Lehmann ahead of the likes of Oliver Kahn, who was a hero in the last World Cup. And probably uh, he received a lot of accolades for his performances in 2002 World Cup. So, in 2006, the first match was against Costa Rica and Germany started as favourites of the match and uh, straight away, something extraordinary happened. I think the opening goal was a test of things to come for a Cracker over the next one month. Uh, Left-back Philip Lamb stepped in onto his right foot and unleashed a sensational effort from the edge of the area which arrowed into the top corner of the... As a completely unstoppable uh, goal, and uh, by far any standards, an untidy passage of play ended with a ball breaking to the left back, and the Costa Rican uh, Danny Forsaka's slip giving him a space to have a go at the goal. I think Philip Lamb had put Germany ahead in the sixth minute, and the entire country, which was in a self critic mode before the World Cup, suddenly went crazy. It was Germany's way to welcoming the football fraternity to their country. It was a huge confidence booster to a side which was heavily relying on young guns without uh, proper exposure into the greatest show of the earth. And quite obviously, I still remember the commentator's ecstatic voice. What a start to the 2006 FIFA World Cup. The ball is nudged forward here by Borowski. Should be picked up down that left side by Lam. Chances here, and the Costa Rica goalkeeper is beaten! And Germany! Extraordinary score through Philip Lahm with only five minutes played. What a start to the 2006 FIFA World Cup. Germany won, Costa Rica nil. You'd have had long, long on Philip Lahm, only his second international goal, and this is where Lahm picked the ball up, two red shirts ahead of him, there was a slip, it opened the door for Lahm, he blasted through it. 1-0 Germany, the World Cup is alive and well and kicking again. Going back to the year 2010, was a time for Africa moment in football. Uh, the world was grooving with the new anthem, this when I get older, I will be stronger. They call me freedom, just like a waving flag. And also, this time for Africa. So, South Africa was the host nation, and they did all what it takes to make sure there is no stones left unturned. It was an eventful World Cup with so many non footballing events, uh, which was making the headlines whether it was the Jabulani ball, or whether it is the Bubu Jala tunes in the stand, or the Soothsayer as I may borrow the word from Shakespeare, um, the octopus ball proving its worth to the million-dollar betting stakes of all big matches. We saw a brutal and ruthless Germany team in the pre-quarters and quarters. We saw a heartbroken Frank Lampard and his English team with a genuine goal getting overlooked. But what really took the wall by storm is a phenomenon called tiki-taka, as things just couldn't get more beautiful, what Spain surely produced on the pitch and the world was not really ready for that what i feel and in the finals they were facing the inventors of total football the netherlands and as usual in the finals, spain was just high on tiki taka and netherlands could hardly hold possession so but neither of the teams managed to break the deadlock till till <laughs> long i guess but uh, the event which i'm talking about is uh, did happen in the 62nd minute so what happened is Wesley Snyder caught the ball near the center line and provided a through pass piercing the d- Spanish defense quite against the flow of the game, and the the, the it, it the pass was sent to Arjen Ar- 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 Robin um, and who else who who just um, caught the ball running and he just broke the defense and he kept running so he. Um, came into a situation uh, which is called as a one-on-one situation, only uh, with the Spanish goalkeeper Casillas to be bitten. And Casillas stepped out a bit just to get the angle narrowed. Uh, Robin came just a few foot away and tried to place it by his magical left foot from the right of the custodian. And Casillas, however, went left and threw his legs to cover the right. The ball deflected off Casillas' legs and passed a few inches away from the goal. A dejected Robin sat down in pain, as he knew he had hit the World Cup outside, squandering the golden and the most golden opportunity he would ever get in his career. The World Cup was won by Spain with Andrés Iniesta scoring the winner in the extra time, while the whole world showered their blessings on Iniesta, who rightly deserves. I think it was Cassius who actually saved that day. Well, it's through for Robin. They go to Casillas, Ian Robin, once off Real Madrid, through at the current Real Madrid legend and captain of Spain, Spainica, Casillas.
1: What a chance that was, thought he was going to go around him, We got very very close in the end, Ian Robin, goes the wrong way Casillas, he gets lucky and Robin doesn't, off the boot, the side of the boot and away to safety.
0: Hi, so uh, this uh, pretty much sums up our second part of the Blended Like Bengal episode. So basically we wanted to uh, bring in front of you guys some of the b- best goals and uh, misses uh, which had been a big part uh, of our dinner table conversations or uh, the, probably during the does in tea shops and in the streets. So these are... Uh, Some of the most discussed uh, Things of of the beautiful game. So having said that we are signing off for today and um, in future as said earlier We would like to have some of you in our podcast and in case you Want to share about your footballing story? What made you fall fall for the game? And what do you think? um, Has been the aspect of the game that changed your life or something has uh, made a good uh, memory so uh, Definitely we would love to hear that. So having said that, signing off for today. Thank you very much for listening. All of our episodes that have come till now. Thank you so much. Thank you.